0: and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us. Call 1 800 Club Med or your travel advisor.
1: Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, Auto Botulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults.
3: Thousands and thousands of years, humankind has had companions of the four-legged kind. First scavenging off our scraps, then helping us to hunt, enhancing the amount of protein we could catch, and thus enlarging the size of our brains, creating our capacity to evolve to a point where we could master agriculture, create cities, and develop culture. Dogs have always been there for us, but we never quite let them share the spoils we reaped as an advanced civilization. By this I mean In Dublin, we never really let them into the pub. Until recently, that is. Welcome to Publin, a podcast about the culture, history and heritage of Dublin's pubs. Or should I say, welcome to Publin. Today I'm going to share with you a few stories that connect pub and dog, and in part tells the modern day story of how the two interact. But first I'm going to need some assistance, assistance in the form of a companion who can help me interpret this world through eyes that aren't human. I'm off to borrow a dog. (laughs) Hello, how are you? (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is Rhubarb, a friend's dog who i have known and had the pleasure of walking for several years. She's going to lend me her expertise today in deciphering the relationship between dog and the pub. Okay Rhubarb, we head off? go look for some pubs we do that yeah wagging your tail and we might even have a little pint at the end and a treat for yourself off we go most references to dogs and pubs in books and archives relate in great part to dogs being used for guarding buildings or greyhounds being sold on the premises These are examples of working dogs, and they have their place in the history of dogs in pubs, but we wanted to delve a little deeper into other stories, relating to how dogs may have influenced pubs, and how in recent times dogs are included in the pub space as pets and companions rather than for their usefulness. Having said that, one interesting working dog that we came across in our research that we had never heard of before was the concept of the turnspit dog. At the George Inn in Laycock, Wiltshire, England, dogs were used to turn the spit in front of the fire, rotating meat that would be served up in the pub. Dogs would apparently be specifically bred for this purpose. One hopes that the dogs would be rewarded with some of the meat at the end of the day, given that they were perpetually teased by what was spinning in front of them. I'd imagine that the HSE might have a word to say about that if it were to happen in Ireland. This info comes from the brilliantly titled Sniffing the Past blog. Dogs have even invaded the language we use that has some relevance to the pub. Take the phrase, hair of the dog, or hair of the dog that bit you, referring to a hangover remedy. We all understand that it means to get back up and have a drink. According to the Dictionary of Phrase and Fable from 1898, the term originated in Scotland from a medical practice that went as follows. In Scotland, it is a popular belief that a few hairs of the dog that bit you applied to the wound will prevent evil consequences. Applied to drinks, it means, if overnight you have indulged too freely, take a glass of the same wine within 24 hours to soothe the nerves. So now you know where that came from, another phrase in use relating to dogs and hangovers would be when someone is feeling rough. Yeah, I'm sorry about that one, I'm sorry. It's actually only relatively recently that dogs were allowed and welcomed into pubs in Ireland. Since 1950, the Food Hygiene Act had barred animals from entering premises that served and prepared food, and the culture seemed to have carried on into most pubs, save for those who allowed in tranquil dogs owned by regulars, and also the ban was waived in the case of seeing-eye dogs and those in training. In November of 2017, the law was overturned, allowing pubs and restaurants to make the decision for themselves whether they wanted to allow in our four-legged friends. On our little adventure today, myself and Rhubarb are going to cross the city, stopping along the way at pubs who have connections to dogs and stories about them that are of interest. There's also a few stories from further afield that we'll intersperse for a bit of colour. Rhubarb and I make our way in the direction of one of the bridges that crosses the Grand Canal, up by Harold's Cross. MVP on Clambrassel Street started letting dogs into their pub in 2015 by our reckoning, kicking off a wave of popularity in Dublin pubs for being more dog-friendly and tolerant. They had a few initial teething problems with the HSE, but they managed to smooth them out, and the aforementioned legislative change in 2017 brought the legislation in line with the practice among pubs. Patrons could bring their dog in while they enjoyed a pint, participated in a pub quiz, or enjoyed a spud box. It's fair to say that without MVP and another pub on Capel Street that we'll mention later, the push for more dog friendliness in pubs might have taken a while longer to catch on. MVP'd showed that not only was it possible to have dogs in pubs, but it was also profitable making it easier for people out on a walk with their dogs to stop in and have a quick pint, or a bowl of water. Not only have dogs given us the name for the number one hangover remedy, but they've also given us inspiration for many names of pubs on the island of Ireland. There's three pubs called The Spotted Dog, one called The Dog and Duck, seven called The Greyhound, one called The Fox and Hounds, and five called The Horse and Hound. And there's also, of course, Brewdog. We stroll from Clanbrassil Street to a more central area of the city for our next stop. Rhubarb has stopped to sniff a few other pubs along the way, but she can't get the subtle aroma of any dog, so we move on. And Rhubarb won't find any more joy in our next spot, given that dogs don't usually come here, and the fact that the pub is named after Dublin's most notorious dog catcher, a boogeyman character of sorts known as the Hairy Lemon. This was a rather cruel nickname given to a man in the 1940s whose job it was to catch stray dogs for the police. The nickname came from his jaundiced yellow skin and oddly shaped head. Mothers of inner city Dublin would threaten unruly children that if they continued to misbehave that the hairy lemon would come and take them away. It's an imagined fear for the city's children but a very real prospect for the dogs that inhabited the city. So we're going to move on swiftly from this location lest rhubarb get the heebie-jeebies. On Parliament Street we find a large pub that's very open to dogs coming in, so much so that they make Instagram stars of those that enter. Rhubarb knows this all too well, having been featured before. One member of the bar staff will hold up a treat right beside the lens on the phone, drawing the attention of the dog and getting a winning photo every time. Their Instagram feed is a who's who and what's that of every conceivable breed, from Collies to Shiba Inu, Frenchies, Whippets, Samoyed and all things in between. The bar won Best Dog Bar at the 2022 Bar of the Year Awards. It tells you something that Dog Bar of the Year is now a category at one of the biggest pub award events in Ireland, and it's not the only competition with just such a category. We have to give a special mention to the Harbour Bar in Bray, who had a competition of their own a few years back, a celebration of both dogs and toasted sandwiches called Crusts. The five competing categories to be deliberated over a toasty were Best Dog in the Pub, Best Bitch, Handsome Hound, Harbour Trickster and Golden Oldie. Rhubarb has had her photo taken, she's taken a few treats, and is now ready to continue our stroll. Onwards to Cable Street.
0: And a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us. Call 1 800 Club Med or your travel advisor.
1: Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines.
3: Some dogs have such a special place in the hearts of a pub's customers that occasionally they deserve and get more than a bowl of water, some snacks or a belly rub. A man named James who worked in Jack Neillan's pub on Capel Street used to bring his Irish red setter Molly into the pub all the time to lounge on a seat in front of the fireplace. Molly became a fixture of the pub and of the street, getting to know patrons and passers by alike. In 2003, James had said to his fellow barman Ollie that he thought he might celebrate Molly's 15th birthday, which was coming up. Ollie realised that this was 105 in dog years and encouraged him to go all out with a big bash. And all out was how he did it. Ollie told me that on that occasion he was picked up in a private car, a limo no less. Then went on to pick up James and Molly from their residence on Parnell Street and would then go on and make their way to the pub for the celebrations. As they turned the corner and came within view of the pub there was approximately 300 people waiting there to join the festivities as well as journalists from the Irish Sun and cameras from TV3 who were there to report on what had turned into an almighty party. Imagine walking by a pub during the day on your lunch break to see a crowd of hundreds, TV cameras and photojournalists all cheering and making a fuss, when then an elderly Irish red setter walked out of a stretch limousine to fanfare and applause. Nobody would believe you back in work. Molly herself wore a fetching emerald green bow around her neck and was led from the limo and greeted at the door and inside by her adoring audience. Once inside, she was presented with a large cake with a photo of herself in her younger days with happy 105th birthday written on it. Ollie tells me that it was a huge event and a party to remember, the drinks flowed all night and the celebration was bigger and more crack than most humans could ever ask for. From that cheery tale of a dog and her birthday, to a chilling ghost story from Glasnevin, where a dog's senses were piqued in defence of its owner from an unseen force. Then owner, Eugene Kavanagh, gave this account in 1996 of just one of the strange late night occurrences in the Gravedigger's pub beside Glasnevin Cemetery. My brother was here one night, and everybody gone. All the rooms were secured and locked up, and bearing in mind that we always had an Alsatian indoors. He was doing the cash, this is the human, and the dog was between him and the door. Now this door was a door that stuck, and he had to give it a good push to open it. And he heard the door opening, and the dog stood up, and the hair stood on the dog's back, and he was snarling and growling, and my brother could see nothing and the dog continued to snarl and growl, and my brother was getting a little bit uneasy with this because he knew everywhere was closed. So eventually the dog calmed down and settled. As soon as he did, he closed up everything and out the front door. They say that a dog senses these things. Not only will a dog keep you company in a pub, but they'll also keep you safe from dangers seen or unseen. Carrying on our stroll, just opposite Neilan's is Panty Bar, one of Dublin's best-known gay bars and another spot dog owners owe a debt of gratitude to for paving the way for more bars to open up to four-legged customers. The proprietor, Panty Bliss, a drag performer and all-around entertainer, is a huge dog lover and has even gone as far as naming a second bar around the corner after her Jack Russell Terrier. The dog and the bar are called Penny Lane. Is this the only pub in Dublin named after a dog? The old Sam's Bar on Dawson Street may have been named after a dog, but we'll have to check that out. No doubt, it's only the most super pups who attain that accolade. We put a Bloomsday Boater hat on Rhubarb and continue up Capel Street until we take the turn for Little Britain Street, and a now derelict and abandoned building that featured one of the world's most well-known literary dogs. Joyce's Ulysses features many pubs along the way for Leopold Bloom, but the one that makes the biggest impression upon the story is Barney Kiernan's, Bloom meets a man named The Citizen, who is an old-style nationalist with xenophobic views who engages in an argument with Bloom. The citizen is accompanied by his red setter, a bloody mangy mongrel, according to Bloom, who goes by the name of Gary Owen, or sometimes Owen Gary, as he is referred to in one satirical paragraph where the dog puts on an exhibition of various Celtic languages he has learned. He is a mongrelly type of dog, perhaps symbolising Ireland and its mixing of different types of peoples rather than being the true Celts or Gaels, as the citizen seems to regard the Irish people. Dog days. Uncertain in his movements. Good fellow. Fido. Good fellow. Gary Owen. The wolf dog sprawls on his back, wriggling obscenely with begging paws, his long black tongue lolling out. That's Rhubarb's favourite passage from that chapter that she recites to herself as we stroll on in the direction of Smithfield Square. Our destination is Frank Ryan's, one of the darkest pubs in Ireland or possibly on the planet. It's a dive bar with cool yet barely visible bric-a-brac adorning the walls. You could be sitting there on a stool with your back facing the bar when you feel a presence pass by, a brush with an unseen force. It's not the ghost from the gravediggers back again, but actually Magoo, the pub dog. He's a Kerry Blue with curly hair, a reasonably tall build and a friendly disposition. He follows his owner around the bar keenly aware that some ham might be coming his way when a toasty is being prepared. He's a friendly dog who appreciates a few pets as he walks around, working the crowd effortlessly. Magoo is synonymous with Frank Rhines and was even rewarded for his service. A beer was named after him and the label created in his own image. Naturally, given that both he and the pub are very dark, the beer is a porter. I don't think it's controversial to say that many dogs that we've named and many more that we haven't have been photographed or been told to have a lick of a pint or to finish off the creamier end of a pint of Guinness. We've seen photos to prove it. One woman, speaking about her memories of pubs and the Liberties from decades ago, had this to say. Pubs then were full of sawdust for the spitting around. And dogs. Dogs would be at men's feet and one dog had his beer. You know the big spittoons. They'd often pour a bottle of stout into it for the dog. Especially in the summer when it'd be so warm. That's service. With an ever-growing thirst on us, myself and Rhubarb set off on the final leg of our stroll around Dublin's friendliest dog locations making haste through Smithfield and up into Grange Gorman to a bar where dogs are treated royally. The barbers on Grange Gorman Road have for years welcomed in dogs, great and small, and have maybe the best tribute to dogs in the city. The Doggy Wall of Fame, that started on one wall of a pillar and has grown to encompass all four walls of this canine hangout. Of course, Rhubarb is there with pride of place as one of the photos on the original wall. Alright Rhubarb, that might be enough walking. We go in for a pint and a treat. Um, Thanks for listening to another Publin podcast. We'd like to thank Orla for her dog and to Ollie for his information about Molly the dog. Thanks to Rhubarb, Rua, Fergal, Charlie, Frank, Baru, Dexter, and every other dog I've ever shared a pint with. If you've got any more dog related stories, we'd love to hear them. Send us an email via publinie at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed walking your dog to this episode. it.
0: and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us. Call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.
1: The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults